being a part of the kingdom of God, the family called Valley Community Church. It is a choice that we all make to be able to follow the Lord in these areas, saying that uh, I will be faithful to the family that, God, you chose me to go to. And because of that, I do want to share just a couple things regarding family. Uh, First of all, uh, Pastor Ben uh, is battling, not COVID, but battling pneumonia. And uh, he has lung problems, and so we need, need to pray for him, and we will. And then also, we need to pray for the Rivago family again. Um, Tony, uh, Mrs. Tony Rivago, that's been in our church, I believe, since the mid-1970s, um, passed away last night. And uh, so I talked with Rita. Uh, this was uh, Rita and Roy, who passed away earlier, uh, their mom. And uh, so just we're going to pray for the family. Let's, let's do that. Father, thank you, Lord, for Ben Lozano, a man of God, called of God, anointed of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we come against this sickness, and we speak healing over his body. Thank you, Father, for the man that he is and his wife, Lord, for the ministry that they have done for decades. In Jesus' name, we pray for the Ravago family. Lord, uh, just all that is included in that family, Lord, we just speak peace over them. Lord, in the grieving process, that you would cause them to recognize the Holy Spirit's comfort and that they would be able to see the truth that would set them free from a spirit of sorrow. And we proclaim that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated. We've been talking about breakthrough in the family. And last week, we began this mini-series in this large series that we are doing about breakthrough, being a member of Valley Community Church or a faithful part of the family. Joining the church is something that is kingdom reality. It is something that all must do. Because God has caused us in Scripture to be able to make choices to be faithful, not only uh, in our walk with Him, but with our walk with one another, choosing to covenant with one another to be able to be a blessing to each other. We're trying to make it as easy as possible for you to join the church. Of course, we have the envelopes that many of you filled out last week. We're continuing that. You can see the envelopes at the table, and there will be someone that will be able to help you if you need help with that. Understand the information is private. It's not for advertising. It's only for our ability to help you grow in the, the vision and the mission that Valley Community has. We've also made it easier, and you might see it on the screen, on a slide that we have a QR code, and that code, you can go ahead and take a screenshot. Man, I sound techie, don't I? You can take a, I feel good now saying that. You could take a screenshot of that and fill it out online or go on to our myvcc.org and you can fill it out online. The only thing that we ask you 
is first of all, that you are committed to the family, and second of all, is that you're born again, that you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Maybe some of you are watching online and or you are literally sitting here and you haven't received Jesus Christ as Lord, I would ask that you would absolutely consider receiving Jesus Christ as Lord. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you shall be saved. And then you begin the journey that we as your family are going to help you. And we're going to talk today as a member of the family becoming a follower of Jesus. What does that mean? Well, let's start. Most of you have made a decision uh, to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. Some that I learned last week. And we are excited for you that you're beginning that journey. Right away then, when that happened, excuse me, uh, what, what happened is the enemy came in and is coming against you, trying to get you to feel bad <clears throat> about things in your life, to feel guilty. Let me tell you, therefore, there is no condemnation to those that love the Lord. And so if there's condemnation coming to you in your life, and it happens all the time to people that first receive Jesus Christ, um, that's not from God. God has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. So realize right now is that as you are born again, that we need to begin to rejoice that we are part of a righteousness that came from Christ and that old things are passed away. and Behold, all things have become new in your spirit. So actually, being born again means, <clears throat> watch this, that Jesus ruined your life in the best way possible. Amen. Because we all had our plans. We all had our goals that weren't from God. We've learned that God had, last week, that God had planned every one of our days. And in those days, he planned for us to rejoice with one another, to support one another, to love one another. And so, so the Lord now is causing you to rethink some of the things in your life, how you do the things that you do, how you talk, how you walk, every aspect of your life. And so really, he didn't ruin your life. He, he brought you back into the life that he planned for you. So being born again is saying, Jesus, you are Lord of my life, and now you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You are a follower. And a lot of times, because we lead in many areas of our life, we make decisions of our life, we don't understand how to be a follower. We really don't know what it means to be a follower. So let me just kind of tear this apart in many different ways and show you really what it means to be this amazing, gifted follower of God. Some of you are raised in church. Some are brand new. And if you're brand new, sometimes you're hearing words that you're not used to because they are, quote, churchy words. And you hear things and, and doctrinal statements and, and you don't understand it. And sometimes um, the reality of being a follower is, is you want to know what you are following or who you're following. So in reality, the enemy wants to take that that little bit of confusion and try to bring you into 
I, I back away. Well, I'm not that spiritual or I'm not that religious and I, I just don't know everything, so I'm just going to back away and I'm not really going to dive in and be faithful and, and, and all that. I'm just going to go there when I feel like, you know, I need to have church. Something happened in my life, so I need to go to church. No, the point is, is you are a family, you are a follower of God and everything he says for us to do, you do it wholeheartedly. One of the most important aspects uh, of <clears throat> being a, a, a member of Christ is community. A member of a church is community. What does that mean? Classes, small groups, Sunday night Bible studies, Thursday morning senior Bible studies, and, and all the different groups, the youth on Sunday night, the children on Sunday night, Sunday morning, coming early, getting online or getting on the phone with me on Sunday morning and praying with me for the men at 8 o'clock and for, for the whole church at, at uh, 8.30 in the morning as we just gather together and pray and read some scripture, preparing our hearts and our spirits for the things that God has for us today and coming against spiritual forces so that lives can be transformed at Valley Community Church. Community is vital for your growth in being a follower of Jesus. Without the church, you will not bring yourself or get yourself to a place that you need to be. A lot of people today, because of Christian TV, which I'm a believer of, and uh, we're online live right now. But the reality is, is that you have to have community. Community isn't watching TV. Community is being with one another. So let me talk uh, about ways we develop our relationship with Jesus and one another. So today I want to give you three things that will help you in this area. The first one is hear. The second is believe. And the third is obey. Hear, believe, and obey. And all of these three, the ultimate goal is create intimacy with God. Everything that God's planned with community and membership and everything that he's done with this, why we do this, why it is even a legal uh, form that you can use in the United States of America, because when America was founded and through the years, the, the, our politicians or our constitution has really constituted that we join a church because this nation was founded on the principles of the Word of God. So remember, at Valley Community Church, our purpose, you see it in the writing, the book that we gave you, is to help every person develop an intimate relationship with God. That's our focus. That's our goal. Everything that we do, that is our purpose, to help you have intimacy with God, and if you have intimacy with God, then there can be great relationship with one another in spite of what has happened outside, and listen to this, even inside a church in your life. So what is hearing God, the first one? Everyone asks this question, how do you hear God's voice? You hear us up on the platform say, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said to me, 
we hear prophecies, we hear different things that the Lord had said to someone. How do they hear God? Well, so let me first say this. In God's heart, and I want you need to hear this now, okay? If you're just beginning your walk with God, in God's heart, hearing his voice should be as normal as breathing is for every human. It is not a difficult thing. It is not something that the enemy is holding the voice of God and waiting for you to become some spiritual nut to be able to hear God. It is as normal as you breathing. Matter of fact, if you're not breathing, you'll die. If you're not hearing God's voice, you won't live. You won't live the life that God has called you to live. John 10 Verse 27, Jesus said this, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You and I were made to hear him and to follow him. So at Valley Community Church, speaking of membership, speaking of who we are, our mission, at Valley Community Church, because of scripture, Hearing God has become innate. Now, what does innate mean? It means I'm born or it comes naturally to me. Where it's inborn. I'm born into it. It's inborn. And it comes natural to us. Hearing God is more natural than you hearing a radio. We also believe that hearing God's voice is learned. As a child learns to speak and understand uh, us, they learn how to know your voice. If you find children, when they hear a voice, they smile because they've heard that voice. I've literally experienced at times praying for people who were pregnant as a pastor, or ladies come in and they're pregnant and they're listening to the messages. When I go and visit the family and the baby is just a small infant, when I walk in and talk, the baby will literally look towards my voice because they've learned the voice. They've heard the voice. Open your heart to the voice of God because he's speaking to you right now. We also believe that hearing God's voice is matured. Like any relationships, hearing God's voice deepens with time. In other words, falling in love with the Bible, the Word of God. Your relationship, my relationship with God becomes more intimate as we continue to hear His voice. In Acts chapter 13, Paul talks about David, King David. And if you study uh, Paul's writings, I think Paul had a thing for King David. He loved King David. He loved what King David represented. <clears throat> so he'll make reference, sometimes not even about him, but about what took place in King David's life. So in Acts 13, verse 36, it says this. This is not a reference to David. For after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. Sounds a little morbid there. But you know what he's saying? 
we'll miss it if we don't look closely. This verse states, David fell asleep after he fulfilled his purpose and call. After he heard the voice of God and obeyed the voice, then he slept. My passion is to fall asleep after I have heard God and obeyed fully the commands of God. And the only way you and I can do that is by hearing his voice. And so it is something you and I can do, even in the midst of the chaos of this world. Hearing God, church family, is vital. That's why we are Word Church. I always crack up because, you know, I'm around a lot of people, especially working out, playing golf on the tee box with people that, that we just meet. And sometimes they, they talk about their church. And so what church do you go to? Well, I go to a, let's say, a Baptist church, a Catholic parish, whatever it is. And it's great. They're going, okay? But the reality, <clears throat> they don't know how to explain their church. So let me just tell you how to explain the membership or the family of Valley Community Church. I go to a word church. Bottom line, we are four square. We, we, you know, believe in a triune God, all the doctrinal issues. But the point is, is I go to a word church. Everything that we do is based upon the word of God. Everything that we say, try to say. If we make a mistake, we apologize. But we try to say we are a word church. What is your church about? It's about the Word of God. Everything we are. We love one another. We forgive one another. We walk in grace with one another. We speak in tongues. We do all that. We tithe. We give. We are faithful to the church because we are a Word people. The membership of Valley Community Church are faithful Word people. Now, let me just tell you, I didn't want to be a pastor when I was a kid. My greatest desire was to be a professional baseball player. Also a fireman, also a police officer. <laughs> all those things. But the greatest call I've, I have is to serve the body of Christ and to shepherd well, to teach the Word of God. So over 42 years, I've been teaching the Word of God. And I will continue to teach the Word of God. I will not teach you church. I will not teach you religion. And I will watch over that every class that we have, everything that we do, teaches the Word of God and doesn't teach man's ideas or man's thoughts. <clears throat> so let me ask you this. Have you heard God? The second thing in the process of hearing God is believing in His Word. Believing God is the act of activation of faith, an issue of the heart. Believing God is the activation of faith and an issue of the heart. Believing God is when head knowledge moves to heart, heart motivation, heart motivation. In other words, What's in your head, the knowledge of the Word of God becomes your heart, and it motivates you to do the things you do in life. Everything you do, the Word of God should motivate you. 
<clears throat> everything you decide, you need to allow the Word of God to be the, the crux or the platform of how you take your next step, the Word of God. So it is when a person truly believes something, and then it's how they live their life. That's believing the Word of God. It's that it absolutely causes you to live your life in accordance with that word. Genesis 15, 6 says, And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. See, belief in God's word is what made you say yes to Jesus. It caused faith. The word of God brings faith. When belief in God's word is in our heart, then God credits our account. Don't hear, when we believe the word of God in our heart, then that means it's already manifested. No, God credits it in your heart, and it will manifest in the future. So what we believe is that why we believe this, and what it does for us as a church member or the family of God is that wherever you're at with the Lord, whatever mistakes you make uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that we have forgiveness for you because we know if you really believe the Word of God and continue to grow and listen to the words that are being spoken here and go home and read the Word of God, we know that that truth or that transformation is going to happen in your life. Even though right now you look like you're, you're going to fall apart and lose. But you're not going to lose. You're victorious because you believe the word of God. It's credited in you. In you, it will manifest. So there's dreams and there's thoughts in my heart that I know came from the word of God that has not happened yet, and it's going to happen. There's big things that's, watch this, way over my head that I'm a part of now. And there are times I have to be patient and be patient with Little knowledge. But I know the word said this, that he would do this, and it might be going right now with head knowledge, but in my spirit, I know God has credited that in my spirit, and by faith, it's going to take place. And some of you, <laughs> look at me, you might be smarter than me, but you're not as smart as God. Amen? So if you fall in love with the word of God, Fall in love with the Word of God and believe His Word, it's going to be credited to you and it will take place. So the result of faith in God's Word is this. Believing God's Word and what He says gives you peace, hope. It says it all the time in the Bible. Peace, hope, and keeps you focused not on this world, but eternal things. Eternal things. You see, this body one day will be gone, but this spirit is eternal. I am eternal. I will live eternally. Mrs. Ravago is an eternal being, is in heaven now, but she has been eternal. <clears throat> so at Valley Community Church, we hear God. Believe or believing God's word, and here's the third, we obey or obeying him. By obeying the word, you obey God. Jesus said in John 14, 15, 
If you love me, obey my commandments, obey my word. Now, I don't believe any one of you come in here and think, you know what, man, I'm going to worship God today. I'm going to look godly. I'm going to be godly, but tomorrow I'm really going to sin good. You know, you don't think that way, even though some of you may sin tomorrow. But even if we're not looking to willfully disobey, often our old patterns of life, of ways, of thinking, can cause disobedience. That's why we need to be obedient to what the Word of God says, not to what we think. It amazes to me that people will say things like this. You know, the Word of God says this, but this is what I think. Okay, well, you can go on and spew what you think, but I'm going to stick with the Word. Amen? I'm going to stick with the Word. So bottom line is really not taking time to hear from God and just do what we think is right can actually be a form of disobedience. You ever had someone say, you know, I think God said this, okay? Well, what do you do with that if you're not sure? I think. Or, or even, I know God said this. Well, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is teaching about forgiveness, faith, prayer, worry, and the spirit of mammon. And he goes over a lot of stuff. And let's read this, and I want to explain. So, so what if you're there, and, you, and just because of life, this is what I think God would do, or this is what I think, but you don't have any scripture to base it upon. Matthew 7, verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house or that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house or that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So Jesus describes two builders in the story. Very careful that we hear this. Both heard and both believed. But only one of them obeyed. He built his house on a firm foundation. He built his decision on the firm foundation. He built what he said on a firm foundation. What is the firm foundation? The rock is Jesus Christ, who we'll find out in a little bit, is called the Word of God. So as you begin to hear God's voice, know this. God will not say anything that conflicts or is opposite of his word. He won't tell you to loot a building. That's stealing, and stealing is a sin. God won't speak anything that is in conflict with his character and his loving nature toward us either. It's amazing how some Christians today, their anger towards other believers or other churches or pastors or leaders in a church or fellow members of a church. It's amazing to me how we can harbor such anger when that is totally opposite of the Word of God. But also, listen to this. If we're feeling shame, confusion, 
by what God said. That's not God, it's the enemy. If you read scripture and all of a sudden this condemnation overwhelms you, that's not coming from God. The truth is speaking to your spirit and your spirit needs to allow your flesh to get in line to the word of God. And here it is, that word, we talked about it last week, is that we struggle with correction. We don't want anybody to tell us what to do. We don't want anybody to tell us that what we're thinking is out of line or, or the anger we have is out of line. Now, you could be angry if someone did something, absolutely. Some of the things people do in this world are evil. And I hate it and I despise it. And I want to rise up in anger. The Bible says to be angry and sin not. In other words, not allow it to change your life because it's the word of God that changes your life. So here's a little wisdom regarding that. If you believe you heard God, look through Scripture. Because you look through Scripture, if what you heard lines up with the Word, then you heard right. But some of you say, but pastor, I looked through Scripture, I haven't found an answer yet. Well, also speak to mature believers and ask them what you heard is scriptural. That you can hear that, that you can understand that the Word of God is so real, so real in your heart that it will cause you to obey everything perfectly. Then what you do is you choose to be obedient. You choose to be obedient. How many of you know sometimes obedience is tough? Because you know what we do? We want to justify the term of today. We want to justify our actions or other people's actions. The truth of God's word justifies everything. Or we can choose to be disobedient. Disobedience in God's kingdom is first do nothing. How many of you have ever got so scared of missing God you did nothing? We have to get to a place of doing what we know is right. Second is to do anything that contradicts what God asks you to do is disobedience. So either doing nothing or doing something that contradicts the word of God. James 1.22 says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. See, sometimes our religious routine isn't nearly as important as our obedience to God. As long as I go to church, I, I, I play golf with a lot of people and <clears throat> sometimes, you know, people will tell me, well, you know, I, I, I go to this church and, and I go, sometimes I just go because I feel guilty of what I did in the past. Praise the Lord, go to church, you're going to hear the word of God. But let me just say this to you, but did that change you? Or did you go because you were feeling guilty? See, to me, I don't live in condemnation. And let me just say it this way, real kind of plain. And I ain't perfect. But I don't live with condemnation. 
because I know the truth of what God's word says for me and what Jesus did for me. My righteousness is of filthy rags, but his is perfect. And you and I being born again, we live in that perfectness, even though we mess up. So don't live with guilt in your life. If God asks you to serve, serve. Well, that's just not my, my ministry. Serve. If God asks you to give sacrificially, give. If God calls you to a new career, then learn the skills of the new career. And sometimes God calls you to a new career because you got fired on the old one. If God reminds you that you are his son or daughter, just receive it. Well, I know, God, you love me, and that's because you're God. But God, you know how I've been. You know what I'm thinking. All right? But do you know who he is? I mean, do you really know who God is? Do you really know what the cross really means? That's what we do here at Valley. We're going to teach you this, teach you it, teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it, until we become blue in the face. Now, I've never come blue in the face, but I've come close. I've come red in the face while I'm teaching. If God has called you to rest, rest and find joy. Rest and find joy. Listen, I had to learn that. I don't like sitting around. To me, sitting around is for sluggards. That's my personality. But that's not true. God causes us to rest at times. So here's my point. Listen to his voice. Believe what he is saying. And then obey it. Obey him. So here's the question. What is God saying for you today? Has God had to remind you about 20 times about something? You say, well, I don't know if that's your will, God. And then two weeks later, you hear the same voice. You hear the same voice. You hear the same voice. He's asking you to do it. See, God's not confused. And God's not trying to, you know, put a red cape in front of you like a bull and, ha-ha, you missed it. You know, you miss me. It's not God. So let me give you some disciplines to hear God. So let's change now. We, we've learned those three, but let me give you some disciplines. The heart of the matter is this. Be passionate about intimacy with God. The greatest struggle with Christians is they don't have a passion for intimacy with God. Intimacy means closeness, a proximity, and closeness of relationship. Being passionate about <clears throat> closeness with God. Here are three tools that God gives us to bring this closeness, this intimacy. First, worship. Second, word. Third, prayer. Worship, word, and prayer. Valley Community is all about worship, 
word, and prayer. So what happens in heaven must happen in our lives on earth. Let me show you a scripture that is so powerful. I actually use this in the celebration of my mother-in-law's celebration. Revelation 4, each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out, day after day and night after night. They keep on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is to come. The 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and they exist because you created what you please. Worship is declaring God's worth. The second thing happening is prayers. All right? And I want you to to just... Listen to this scripture that I used. In Revelation 5, it says this. When he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered, and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Your scriptural prayers, why we teach the Word of God, your scriptural prayers will be before the Father for eternity. Every one of your family members that were believers and were prayer warriors, their prayers, they don't see you. They don't watch over you. Angels watch over you. They don't do all. What goes on is the prayers that they prayed for you while they were on this earth are still before the throne room of God. And every day, every day, listen, every day, that prayer that they prayed 50 years ago is before the Father. Whoa. When you were a child, when you were in your mother's womb and your mother prayed a prayer for you to be healthy and to be able to serve God, that prayer is still before the throne room of God. So that's where the power of God That's where the power of God moves in such a unique way in our lives. That's why when we as a church family membership are faithful to one another and we are prayer warriors and we sit and we pray like we did this morning, that is before God for eternity. It is powerful. It will not return void. God hears it every day. Hallelujah. Here's the third. The Word is in heaven. Matter of fact, Jesus himself is the Word in heaven. Revelation 19, 13 says, 
He wore a robe dipped in, in blood, and his title was the Word of God. Worship, word, and prayer should happen with us, always. If you're a Valley Community Church, you will always have worship, you'll always have word, you'll always have prayer. When we come together at Valley, what is worship? Ascribing worth to God. Worship is ascribing worth to God. The word, the teaching of the word, the believing and the obedience of that word, the hearing, believing, and obedience, and prayer, Prayer for the sick. Prayer for all things. That's why I love it when we get up here and there's scripture quoted because that pleases God. So in our lives, worship, word, and prayer should be in our personal walk too. It just doesn't happen here. I challenge you every day, worship, word, and prayer. Every day when you're at home. We call it a quiet time or entering into the secret place. At Valley, we worship, we get in the Word, we pray, and listen to Him. Here's my question to you. What is God saying to you right now? What are you hearing God saying through the Word of God? Getting past my voice, what is God saying to you? Matthew 6. Verse 5 says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words and again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father, don't, He didn't say, pray the Lord's Prayer every day. He said, pray like this. Our Father, recognizing Him the Father, in heaven, God, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. What is in heaven be on this earth. May your will be done on earth. Obedience as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Thank you, Lord, for your provision. And forgive us our sins when we sin. And he is faithful and just to forgive us of that sin as we have forgiven those who sin against us. As God forgives you, forgive others. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. In other words, I'm going to take the Word of God because we're a Word church, we're a Word family, a VFAM, we are a Word family. I'm going to take your Word and I'm going to proclaim it in every area of my life. If I don't know it, I'll find it. If I can't find it, I'll talk to someone who knows. And if you talk to someone who, who you think knows and he doesn't know, then talk to somebody else. Go ahead, ask me a million questions. I'll answer about a thousand of them. And everything else I'll say, I don't know. I'll have to find out for you. Because I don't know everything. Amen. But you know what? I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. I know my call. And I'm going to stay faithful to that call. I'm going to stay faithful to you. Whatever comes up, I'm going to stay faithful to you. I'm going to love you even though at times you may be unlovable. 
Don't look at me that way. You have people like that in your life. But you're going to love them. You're going to move in that realm of kingdom. Why is that? Because you have chosen to be a faithful member of a word church. I'm proud to be a four-square pastor. I'm proud of four-square organization. I, I just, I love it. I love the governance of Foursquare. I love our president. I think he's great. I love our leadership. But the point is, I don't worship them. I worship God. Where my growth comes, not from loving them, it's part of it, but where my growth comes is I love the Word of God, and I have intimacy with the Lord. We must be a people that have a daily lifestyle to be a follower of the Lord. To be able to submit ourselves to one another. Man, there are some of you, I know, I've already said this to some of you, you're so smart. I got on the wrong line. You got the smart line. I got the halfway smart line. And you know so much. You you just, you're successful in life, and, and it doesn't mean that I'm not successful in life, but the reality is we're all different. Are you hearing that? We're all different. None of us are perfect, but man, I'm proud of who you are. And watch this. I'm proud of being a member of Valley Community Church. I'm proud because I can brag on my brother's and sisters. That's what true membership is about. So when I come here, man, I come here quick. I would attend here. I would attend here if I didn't work here because I love who you are. I am a faithful member of Valley Community Church. And I'm asking you, if you have not done that yet, some of you, maybe you've been a member for three decades. We want you to fill out the form so we can put it all in our new system, and which is protected even greater than the old system. And I want you to be able to see that. Scan the QR code. See, I'm getting techy. Scan that QR code and, and do that and fill it out and just enjoy our journey together. Invite all your friends. Amen. You know, COVID has, you know what they, they say right now? That 38%, the statistics change, 38% of people who faithfully attended church before COVID are not attending church. 38%. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I know uh, health situations, if you are online, uh, I'm not throwing any condemnation at you. I'm just telling you, Jesus Christ is Lord of Valley Community Church. Come join us and be a part of, to me, the greatest family in the world. Amen. Let's all stand. <clears throat> Praise the Lord.